0: Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, what's Mm -hmm. going on? And welcome to the most dangerous show on the Pacey Live Network. It's Engineering the Trade. It's another Friday. So I, Jamal Chandler, am joined by the illustrious, the one and only, the man, the myth himself, Dr.
1: Data. What's going on, man? Hello, hello. Doing well, doing well. As you mentioned, it's Friday
0: the 13th. It is, man. We're going to talk about that in a second, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want to welcome everybody to the show. As you can see, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the trades that we've been looking at. And you know what? Uh, Before we get into it, I I do have to I do want to set up the environment before we start talking about trades, because I think this is key. Understand we're sitting at four thousand on the S&P 500 um, or at least on the futures right now. I mean, SPX is also nearing four thousand. Uh, I want to direct your attention (laughs) to this. Volatility, VIX, 18.23 is basically where we are right now. Things are fairly low. Uh, We, uh, for those of you who who tuned in this morning. I hope you tuned in this morning. If not, you'll see it uh, later today on the uh, whether it's on the uh, the YouTube page or whether it's on the, the website. For This Week in Stocks, I showed one of the many montages, which comes from Dr. Data himself uh, from our research hub that we have. Get so many great things from there. But one of them showed the current state of volatility for a lot of the ETFs right now. And if you look and you'll see it, most of them are below 20, let alone below 30. And, and so it's a lower volatility environment. So we took it upon ourselves today to try and find a couple of trades in a low volatility environment. I mean, that mm-hmm. sounds like a good idea, right?
1: You know, we said originally 10. Let's come up with 10 trades. But I think we should come up with 13 and I think we should count them. Right. I think we're going to have to have a little bit of change of uh, change of plans here.
0: All right. That's I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. That's that's a serious challenge. You're throwing down the gauntlet, man. Okay. Color. Okay. <laughs> um, I got eight already. I got eight, so you, you got five. I got five. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, for those who are watching the show, if you watch on the Tasty Live uh, webpage or the Tasty Live app, you can go to the Tasty Live YouTube page. Dr. Dad and I are there join in the chat jump in my man george b is already in the chat he's playing some intraday stuff today apparently but jump in throw some characters in the chat please do man get in there and make it lively we'll jump in every now and again too with uh any questions you may or may not have but uh i um dude before we get started i'm curious it's friday the 13th mm. are there movies that scared you more than than normal as a kid like are there any Horror movies that you were like completely
1: terrified of. Okay, so my first one, my first one that I remember being scared about was actually a cartoon, Scooby Doo. And, and <laughs> you know, at the beginning, the the beginning of Scooby Doo, right? There was the the skull, and it was the yeah. skull, and it would like with all the lights in the background of the skull, and it was just I'm talking about the introduction, right? Na 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 Scooby snack. That's a thing. Well. It was that skull. I remember just being terrified of that skull. So I would like I would cover my ears, put a blanket over my, and then I would watch the rest of the Saturday morning cartoons. Right, <laughs> but it was always that first introduction. I remember just being so scared. So that was the first one, right? Yeah. And then Halloween uh, that that was scary. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that was scary. Just growing up, part of my life, at least in Texas, you heard about this this event of some crazy um, okay. person. And so that was kind of like somewhat based on a true story, sort of, kind of, without all the you know babes in the bikinis and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, the, you get know what I'm saying? That, that was another scary one. Um, Hellraiser, that was scary. Hellraiser
0: was scary as hell. Pinhead was scary as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, pinhead is scary. So that definitely you know, uh, so for me it starts off with with Friday the thirteenth. Um, yeah. oddly enough. It's it's uh the the messed up part, it was that <laughs> we went to visit my aunt. Uh, This was like, I was like five years old, I think, or six. We went to visit my aunt. I think that movie came out in like 1980. I was, so it was like a couple of years after it was on tape, you know, and we rented it. We were visiting them out of town. It was me, my grandmother, my cousin, my brother. We're visiting. We're from out of town. We're just hanging out. They decide they all want to watch this movie. It was like my aunt and my my grandmother, my brother, and, and a couple of other people were there. Let's watch Friday the 13th. That'd be great. Yeah, cool. They sit down and watch it. I'm in the other room. I don't want any part of it, right? Like, I'm not interested at all i'm six i shouldn't be seeing that anyway <laughs> well what happened was that was the only thing going on in the house right like back in the day if there was a movie there's one tv that's it so it was so loud and i'm hearing all the noises i'm just like i might as well hell i might as well be in the room with them like i don't um what's worse hearing like <laughs> screams from another room or being in the room and knowing what the screams are about so i went in the room and i kind of you know I, I picked up every now and again but it was kind of like Forced to watch this movie, I had the worst night of sleep in my life. For the <laughs> next ten years, I was completely terrified most nights to go to sleep, and I honestly didn't get over it till I was like teenager. And I finally sat down and I watched one of them. I just sat down and watched one, yep. and I got over it. So, so it's 40, not at about forty-four, a few years, you got over it. No, I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Gosh, okay,
1: that would have taken me years to have gotten over. If I, if it, I got it, scared that scared it, over Scooby Doo intro, gosh. Um, I got the first one. Okay. okay, first one. Okay, um, Dominion. Okay, look at right. D. Dominion is D. That's a utility. It's got a 4.71 percent um um, um uh, yield on it. Dividend yield. It does have earnings coming up, but hey, you know the whole idea. If you care about dividends, it's you're thinking about long term anyway. The reason why I like uh, long call is because you are getting the dividends and because you are participating in the long term growth of the company. And it's kind of an in- interesting uh, company for me. So, but buy I for of, So I would buy a hundred shares of um, of, uh, of that right there. It's going to cost a little bit of money thirty one hundred dollars. And then I would sell a, I mean, and, and this is always kind of difficult, right? But probably about a 65 for 67. So I wouldn't even, I would go kind of further out. And that's just a continuation of a oh, little so bit of profitability of it. So right, like. When you say further out, you mean the call or your. The call. No, the, oh, okay. the, the call. Right? So I would be the 35 time? days. Yeah. Okay. I would be the 35 days out. Um, and then um, I'd probably sell like the 67 and a half or if you look at the, let's look at that for a second. Sixty-five. Okay. If you're bringing in a dollar ten, and let's say the real rate of return on that, um, that would be a dollar ten times one hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Times one hundred. Okay, one hundred and ten dollars over the amount that you're having to put up, which is thirty forty. Okay. Now that's about a three point six percent return on that money, um, which is you know. I mean it's, it's it's money right but you're also able to do this 365 times over 35 so assume that you're doing that that's about a 37% return investment annualized right it's which is unrealistic you're not going to get that kind of return plus it can also go up so we can actually be higher than that but it's just one way that I like to think about some of these trades you know you're you're able to accentuate that return that you're making on that uh, on that stock if you multiply um uh, if you multiply close to 5% times 6,400, which is the real cash value of that stock, that's $300. So, $300 a year of dividends is what that stock has. People say $300 a year. That's that's not that much considering it's over the course of a year. But if you divide it out by 12, what I'm saying here is you're making $25 per month on a dividend. And a dividend of about 5% is quite high right now, but you're making $25 a month. All you have to do is make over $25 a month in premium received or theta decay, and you're doing just as well, and you're able to accentuate your return even more. so the point that I'm making here is that you actually could realistically have a 10 to 15% return in this stock without taking that much risk and without taking that much volatility in an account it's one of the reasons why i like uh, some of
0: these um, plays and so um just to keep it simple for the people mm-hmm. This, in this case we bought 100 shares at 63 dollars we sold the 65 call for a dollar yep. that's where we mm-hmm. get this 6190 63 minus 110 so that's where we get mm-hmm. the 6190 and yep. this is the p l graph right here so this is what and so what doc is saying basically if you continue to try to do this every month this is where you potentially get that annualized number that he's coming up with but just for the sake of the day so not, not, the, not only the not only the
1: dividend received at five percent annualized. But also you're able to accentuate that even a couple times more by selling premium against the account. Cool. So it's this is kind of something for dividend players. Um an accentuating way of of dealing with uh cash flow for a dividend player. Okay. It's interesting. Um cool, good one. Good one. Okay, so that's number one. Now you go.
0: I'll go. Um for me. I'm I'm not as sophisticated as you are, man for me. it's just a uh, uh the idea of, of selling Tesla on a day where it's down. Uh, this is one of the few where IVRs are up um whether or not you know it's this has been the tough part like uh you're not gonna necessarily get the one third of the width of the strikes but just selling this for two seventeen for the time being with the the one hundred five. I am doing the twenty four Delta um in this case. With the hopes that the stock moves around. Honestly, I've already I've done a trade like this. I did it earlier in the I uh, did it uh, early last week when I just came back from being out, and um, I was able to sort of scalp. I closed it out for forty percent, and I think this is one where you do kind of have to actively manage and pay attention to it because Tesla is moving around so much. It's such a newsworthy situation. It's down today based off of cutting prices, but at like this time, that's where I'm at.
1: I like it. I like it. It is really far off slows. Um, so we got,
0: um, we got oh, two, and number got, three. I'm sorry, just real quick. I forgot. Oh. I should show the curve you guys, just, just so you can see what uh, some thread lo- looks like for those who aren't familiar with that. But uh, of course this, let's make it easy, easy numbers, 215. That gives you an idea of your, uh, your break even, which is uh should be the strike that you sold one hundred five minus uh, two fifteen, which what is that one uh, one hundred two eighty five, right? And this stock is going up, so therefore the green is on the on the the plus side. This, so this is
1: a bullish trade. Yes. Okay. okay. Let's look at the next one. Um, e W Z.
0: Okay. So E W Z is one of yeah, the few EWZ. that's fairly high vol. It is. It is. The E T F chart that we talked so about. So we before. have
1: some kind of craziness going on right now within the political sphere uh, sphere of um brazil the old president um looks like he liked to use the credit card a little bit um had some 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 purchases on there that did not
0: look very good but anyway. in florida because that's where he's hanging out right now with with liz actually i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. i say with liz because liz i think she's supposed to be either already or vacationing down in florida at some point soon and I think the guy. She said the guy is like staying not far from where they were looking to stay. It's kind of interesting. Oh, oh right. funny, funny.
1: So EWZ, um, I did a twenty-seven thirty-two, and I talked about this on trades and research. Um, I've already a little yeah. bit of money in it, which is kind of cool. Having just put this on yesterday or the day before, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, Thursday was yesterday. Um, yeah. Just okay. So up fifteen bucks on this this trade. I still like uh, still like the the trade, and did this in my own account. You did the twenty-seven what? I did the twenty-seven thirty. 27.32 well, let's Strangle? Sh- yeah, Strangle, yeah.
0: It's you, man. You don't always do Strangles, right? Huh? Okay.
1: Uh, 27.32 Yeah, and both both right now are actually t- about 25 deltas, which I still like it. Mm-hmm. I probably kind of like like it better now um, than actually I actually want to put it on where the, it was a little un- unweighted here a little bit, but this is I like it
0: Yeah, this one has a 60, you know, and and for those of us, for those who haven't seen our research a whole lot, the strangles typically will give you a higher pop um, just because obviously you're selling, you usually will see higher pop when you're selling naked options. One of the reasons why I think, and don't let me put words in your mouth, you're looking at the idea of selling a strangle in this because it's an ETF. And although it's it's been somewhat volatile, ETFs on, on a scale are way less volatile than single stocks, and you don't have to necessarily get the single stock uh,
1: information. So this one right here, you'd make money if the stock doesn't move very much. You're, since you're bringing in about a dollar worth of credit, you'll make money as long as it goes between $26 and $33 is one way to think about it. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Okay.
0: Cool. I like it. I like it. It's so um, number four now. Working on number four. Working on number four. What do I have? Oh, you know what? Um, I'm going to go here. Um, this is one that I've been eyeing up. and oh, uh, gold, yeah. I like it. Gold. Gold has been, uh, you know, this is one for the, uh, the people who are momentum people are going to like this one. I should mm-hmm. probably move it. So right now, most of my charts I've been looking at um, are six months. One of the reasons why is I'm trying to eliminate a lot of just the, I mean, a lot of the charts we look at are, reminiscent of of 2022 and we all know what happened there, although gold Mm -hmm. is an animal, but I'm explaining why my charts are in six months. But if you look at just kind of a two-year chart of gold, just to get an idea, gold is kind of breaking out for those who are momentum people. And so I like the idea of, of trying to see where this, where this trend goes. Uh, This is a very low IVR right now. And and typically um, I guess my hope is on the trade that I'm wanting to do is at some point, Gold will gold volatility will catch a bit as gold is continuing to go up. That's kind of how commodities pretty much work. Usually when they kind of crash up, right? Equity stuff crashed down, and that's why volatility kicks in. Uh so I would be interested in doing the 172. I like to do wider. You can do closer if you want, but I like the idea of doing the 172. Um um, I could do, I guess I could do 185. You could do a couple. I mean, uh-huh, uh-huh. I would, I actually, I kind of like the idea of doing, I like doing round numbers. So either whether it's 10 wide or 15 wide, in this case this is a 15 wide strike. I'm buying 172 call. Selling. So this is about a, this is about a
1: 50, 50% um, exactly. um, thing right here. You're doing a debit, debit spread here. Debit call spread. In other words, you're paying money for this trade, you' are not receiving money, but you're paying money for this, therefore it's a bullish trade. and you're doing it only because implied volatility is really quite low with it and you're hoping to not only make money on the direction but also having a little bit of the um
0: of the ball movement there. Absolutely. And in this case, your break even is the lower strike plus the premium you're paying, which is in this case is one seventy nine fifteen. that's break even it needs to be above that. We're at one seventy eighty right now. So you know that would be my play.
1: I like it. I don't like it as much as six months ago, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) but I like it. Okay. I got another one. Um, this one right here is an Amazon synthetic long with short call financing it. Okay. So reason why just, just queue up here, Amazon hundred shares, just queue up Okay. Look how much it takes takes to to purchase that, right? Five thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now let's put on a synthetic. Um, okay, I'm get rid of that one and let's let's thirty five days away. Okay, let's buy that call and sell that ninety five call, right? And this one right here, <clears throat> the amount of um, so yeah same risk profiles you guys just saw same risk profile much exactly. Similar. But you're using half of it, and that's the reason because you're only having put up twenty five percent of it rather than fifty percent of it Okay, and um, which is is interesting it doesn't require that much, so you are using um the efficiencies of of the ways that these these uh, the uh, the um modeling is is done for this and what's what's allowed by law so and then you go with with the trade. Okay. And then you would sell the, and eh, this is one of these things where it's kind of like, okay, what do you think? Right. Um, maybe the 105, you know, 105 call. All right. I like that right there. And so that has about a thousand dollars worth of profit potential in it. Um, and that's why I think uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. Think so basically. Let me see long. this max
0: loss. Something like this max loss can look daunting, but I mean, this is the idea of Amazon going to zero. Do you think Amazon's going to zero tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. So keep in
1: so, mind. keep that in mind with it. This is one way of saying this is um this is not a poor man's covered call, but this is another way of thinking about a, a poor man's covered call, which in that case it would just be a long uh, in the money uh, call uh, financed by a call. This is you're just doing synthetic with a with a call to help finance it.
0: I like it. I'm curious why 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 are you interested in in uh, getting long Amazon. I think that's really the question. <laughs> More than the trade. So I'm yeah, uh, not sure, to push on the spot, sure. but I think you know no. it'd be good to know. I'm not long good. Amazon. I was just curious why you are. Yeah,
1: Um, so so I'm almost considering Amazon right now is like a staple. Right? It's not, but it feels like a staple, and yeah. in, in a lot of ways, no, actually, I think it probably is considered a staple. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, it's it's tech. It's kind of hard to determine what it really is in a lot of ways, right? Because much of the internet is built on Amazon AWS servers. It's fantastic. It's something I use constantly at work here. But then they also have the um, the consumer goods that they sell. Right items. Um, look how many packages there are all over the place. This is something that's not going to go away anytime soon. Yes, they're having some problems with uh, unionization of some of their factories. Um, they probably hired too many people when the times were good when, when COVID and everybody was shopping from home, but I don't see that uh, stopping anytime soon. Plus, uh, considering that it looks like the inflation numbers are, are going down, that should spur some more um, purchases. Um, in um, an upward moving market, I would think that Amazon should should
0: do pretty well. Cool. Um, well, uh, you know what, I know we're, we got seven oh, we, got, we got six minutes. Okay, let's, let's get to let's, all the trade, do but I, I do wanna answer this question, because somebody asked, why does your Speed buying wrong. power say 3,040, and mine said 6,185? Michael Williamson asked. Michael, that's because Cash. of a margin account, right? Um, mm-hmm. So when we did that for, the, the buying power you saw is based off a margin account, and I'm guessing in your case, if you don't have a margin account, if you do, and it doesn't look like that, then, um, you know, check with the Tastyworks team and see why. But Yeah, yeah it could be that you just
1: have a um, too small of an account where you don't qualify for a margin account. Or also, it could be that you just set up your settings in such a way that you only have access to that, yeah. that cash because that was a setting that you had selected. But you might be able to get that changed.
0: Okay. In the interest of time, I'm going to stick to uh, Amazon because, uh, like I said, I this is a trade that I have on um to some degree as well. And I've I've altered it actually over time. So I initially came back in from uh the the end of the year and I put on a calendar spread and I've had to move it because Amazon has been on the move. I think the current one, um, you know, and, and this is one of those um where I like the idea of, you know, you can see sometimes I do look at at the moving averages. Right now the next moving average is a hundred day moving average at 105. So I like the idea of being long the February 105 since uh, it does capture earnings, and selling the two week out uh, 105 call that uh, is uh, two dollars and forty one cents on the current call spread. Now, you know these aren't the sexiest things. Call spreads. I like kind of buying them a little bit uh, with a bias. So in this case, my bias is. Uh, oh, let's ignore that. It's another trade I closed out. My Calendars. bias is that side buying a calendar spread and I like buying um, calendar spread that specific, you know, strike. So in this case, I chose that 100 day moving average strike. In it's the
1: also event. a high price stock. And, and and that's kind of an ideal thing to do with high price stock with, with a higher price stock. You, you can't really make money when it's a um, um, diagonal or it's um it's a calendar when it's in a cheap stock. Yeah. Right. Also think with uh, calendars, it's like a mullet. It's short in the front, back, long in the back, right? That's how I always remember it. Short and the front, you know, long the back.
0: I, be honest with you. One of the reasons why I've always hated, I didn't like these in the past is because mm-hmm. this doesn't really tell you much, right? <laughs> like this this uh, P and L graph. But really, what you need to know is that you want the stock to slowly grind up um, to that expiration prior to the expir- prior to uh, your your short strike expiration, and uh, to this Jan 27th. I wanted to slowly grind up near 105, but not quite pierce 105. And then that rolls off. And then theoretically I have a long call in February, which captures earnings in this case. And hopefully uh, it continues to rise more. So that's all I like it.
1: So let me give, uh, let me give you three of them. Okay. Um, NASDAQ, um, the Qs, okay. short 30 Delta put. Okay. 35 days out, short 35 Delta put. 35 Delta. So let's the yep. uh, 272 sign. It's 33. Yep. yep. I have the 270 on myself. Okay. Um, also Russell 2000. This is one of these things where
0: it's uh, IW. uh, IWM. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, just so people see, that's 4500 in buying power Yep. on $200 stocks. Pretty good. Yeah. It's Again, And also
1: with IWM, and this is a short put ratio, right? So eight. you do two puts. I kind of like to spread them out a little bit, and then you buy one put above the market. So you sell a sell one put like say the one eighty, 180, one eighty four, let's say, as mm-hmm. well. And then you
0: buy like the one eighty seven. Oh, you didn't sell two at the same strike. You sold the one eighty? Yeah. And then the one eighty four? Yeah, it kinda of split. Kind okay of well, Yeah, like then. a put tree. This is gonna put tree. Yep. I like it. I I do like these. Um, I do like these. So you so what we did here is buy one at the money put. We sold one out of the money put for Delta and then we sold a basically 30 delta put. So this is, um, you know, the same thing as doing a ratio, like Doc said, or like what some people call a put tree. And, uh, you know, this one, you see these before. These are kind of unique in the way that you see the PNL graph on these. Hold on. So this is one of these things where it's it's like you're, you're saying, hey, I'm long it.
1: But if it goes down... Um, I'm still going to make money and I'm going to actually make a little bit more money. If it goes down, like, I think it's, it's good to start building up the position, but I don't love it here, but I still want to take on the position. So even if it loses a little bit of money, in other words, it goes down, I'll actually make more money. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: kind of a weird way of looking at it. I'm and then I'll give you the 184 and the 180. So you actually have the ability to profit all within this wide zone here.
1: And then there's a few others. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you just three, three, no, no, one, two, three, four, five. I'm going to give you five ideas here as well. And I guess that counts as, um, as some of our trades here. Right. Excellent. I'm going to give you XLP. These are all stocks that I like XLP. XLP, um, Oil? XLP no, no, XLP. Oh, X-ray oh Larry. Consumer, consumer staples, right? Oh. Yes. Um, it's interesting, right? It's staples. It's boring just hold on to it. Uh, <laughs> DG
0: Dollar General. You still like it? Costco? Wait, what are you doing in Dollar General? Anything particular or long? No, just ju- just stock? own
1: it. Own it oh, with, with okay. y- yeah, okay. either own it. Let's just let's just get cheap here just buy a few shares, just gives you something to take a look at, <laughs> you know? It just yeah. gives you something to look at, you know? You don't even have to buy a hundred, just, just buy a share, buy two shares, you know? Yeah. And then um, over time, you know, you eventually build up enough where you can sell a call against it, right? Yeah. Boom, done. I like it. Um, XLP, DG. And, and Costco, I like Costco as well. Man, how can you um, not like Costco, man? They have it you know, all. They do, they do, they do. It's expensive, it's expensive here. You know, every hundred shares, maybe $48,000, so it's expensive but
0: it's one of the things where, I, mean, I spent a bunch of money the other day when we went, but you know what? We haven't eaten out. <laughs> so a few things that you can do.
1: One is you can just sell like a, a short, a short uh, put uh, uh, sp- spread here, so short put vertical, you know, you're doing it for a, 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 a credit. And so therefore you just do it slightly below the money
0: and you can make money on the, on the upward movement of it. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I do like one like this, but I'd like to be I wouldn't mind being a little closer. Um two fifty eight, thirty four delta. Yeah.
1: And then there's uh one more yeah, last one. no no Target. Target's kind of interesting.
0: T G like Target. TGT. Yeah, and this was the move from last fall, and there's all the inventory stuff with Target and Walmart. But yep. it's been treading water. It's been quiet recently. I think it's going to rebound at some point. Mm-hmm. Do. Mm-hmm. It's another one where you can like get, both those. get a couple shares or sell. Uh, I mean, ball is kind of low right now, IVR.
1: But have a long the- enough time, frame on all these stocks, you know? Just have a long enough time, frame. I'm not saying oh, – man. I'm not saying be, um, hold on to them forever. No, not, not at all. I'm not saying don't be active. I'm just actively participate in,
0: in those stocks. I like it, man. Good stuff. Thanks for coming on as always, man. Lots of fun, man. Lots of (laughs) good trades. There's a bunch of stuff we had in there. So do with it what you will folks. Thanks for watching engineering the trade. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Data. And as always be smart, be patient, trade small, trade often. Have a good weekend folks. Peace. Love it. Thank you. The content of this podcast is provided solely by Tasty Trade, Inc. and are not the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliate companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a research report, trading or investment advice, or a recommendation that any investment strategy, security, or futures product is suitable for any person. You are responsible for making your own investment decisions in light of your individual investment knowledge, objectives, and financial situation. Applicable supporting documentation for any claims, including claims made on behalf of options programs, comparison, recommendations, statistics, or other technical data will be supplied upon request. Tasty Trade, Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.